Welcome to my Japanese Green Tea Podcast, the Green Tea Show with a Japanese twist. And now your host, Ricardo Caicedo. This is my Japanese Green Tea Podcast, episode number 11. Uh, thanks for coming. Our guest today is Kyle Whittington. He's from the UK and he's the founder of Whittington's Tea Emporium. Uh, this is an online store where you can purchase teas from different brands. How are you doing today, Kyle? Fine, thank you. How are you? Fine. Th thanks for coming to the show. My pleasure. So you, you're located in, in London, right? Yes, I'm, I'm in London. Um, I work from the east end of London. And is it, is it also a physical store or is it just an, an online store? No, at the moment it's just purely online. Um, I would like to open a store eventually. I think it would, it would really suit that. Um, but I think in the meantime, what I plan to do next, next year in the summer is to do a pop-up shop and do a few of those just to get a reaction from people. And is, so, sorry, maybe this question sounds stupid because I, I don't know much about the UK. Is Whittington, is it a place or, or is it just your last name? It's my last name. Um, it is also, it's a very old historic um, English name. Um, there's a fairy tale about um, Dick Whittington, who was Lord Mayor of London three times. Um, he was actually a real person. Um, and there is a village in the UK called Whittington, as well as a church and a castle and a hospital and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> But I do the tea. Okay. Tell me about, about yourself and your experience with tea. Well, I've had a, a, a long interest in tea. Um, and when I lived in Japan in 2004 and 2005, I studied uh, uh, Urasenke Chado when I was there, so a Japanese tea ceremony with Irosenke School, which is one of the largest schools in Japan. I studied that in the village that I lived in with the local teacher. I did that for a year, um, and I achieved the first level of certification and licenses in that school, which for a foreigner is quite an achievement. Yeah, I imagine. Um, so, yeah, and then from there I've been, you know, I've always been interested in tea and loved it and thought it would be something that I'd want to do one day as a career. And then a couple of years ago, I decided that actually, why wait? I might as well just do it if that's what I want to do. So I started reading a bit more and got more involved in tea. I went on the tea masterclass, which is available here in the UK, which is um, under the auspices of the UK Tea Board, Tea Council rather. And I then started blogging and writing reviews for different companies. Um, I did a blog. I ran my own blog called Chati um, for about a year and a bit and then decided that I wanted to actually turn it into something else and from the reactions I'd got, with, got from people with tasting teas and talking to them about teas, I, I came up with this idea for Whittington's Tea Emporium. Do you are you still blogging? or, or you, you're only... I haven't blogged in the last year and a half um, because of being involved with setting this up. Yeah. But we're just busy going through doing some renovations to the website and adding new features. And one of those will be a blog and news feed where I will blog, where I'll invite guests to blog um, and just really kind of try and create a, an interactive space for people to talk about the teas that I stock, but also other things that are going on in the world of tea. Okay. Do, do you have like a programming background or something or... No, I, I, I got a web designer to do that side of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a computer expert. So you like, you like matcha? 
because of, yes, of the teaser mode. I love matcha. I think it's really great. Um, and one of the things I do want to do in time is to develop or, or find new ways to introduce matcha to people as a regular and easily accessible drink. Because in the form of the tea ceremony, it, it can make it quite kind of stagnant and very difficult for people to access. Yeah, because uh, people think it's too complicated. Exactly. So I want to look at ways of making it less complicated, making it easier. Because what I've found is when I've done demonstrations or tea tastings or, or given people matcha to try, they generally love it and really enjoy it. And it, But it's one of those things, it just sounds too complicated and too fancy and there's too much history in it. Um, I have been talking to uh, a company in the US, Breakaway Matcha, that do matcha and he does it in a, in a more contemporary style. I've been talking to them and I'm hoping in the next year or so to get them on board as a, as a dedicated matcha brand on the Whittington's Tea Emporium store. So. Yeah, I, I also had an, an interview with, with Breakaway Matcha. Yeah. yeah. It's very ex excellent. I like what he's doing. <laughs> it's just the, the it's whether the UK market is is ready for that level of matcha yet mm. in price point because the UK is it's a different market here. Why why did you decided to to focus on on having tea brands instead of having your own brand? Well, what I realised is that especially here in the UK, there are a lot of new specialty tea brands coming up. Um, everybody's kind of doing their own little thing and they have their own range and it's all, it's lovely and it's, there's great tea but there's nowhere where you can actually look at the different brands in one place and I found from my own experiences that I was going to certain different companies for particular types of tea and not looking at the rest of their range and then I was, so I would go for example, I'd go to postcard teas for Japanese tea because I just associate them with Japanese tea. They do a whole range. I'd go to Tat Canton Tea Company for my Chinese teas. I'd go to, I don't know, the East India Company for black teas. I, I was going all over the place, and I thought, wait a minute, there must be a way to make this experience easier. And, um, and one of the things as well is, is posted. When you're ordering online, you always think, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll make up this order into a you know, get-free postage, and you order some more stuff. But then you, you have that delivery, and then you go to another brand and you do the same thing, and then you have to have deal with the postal service and have three different deliveries. So mm. I thought it would actually be good to put it together and take the hassle out of it so that you can go to one place, look at the different brands, introduce people to new brands. That's also part of the idea, is for people to discover new brands based on the teas that they like. So I, I have the... Um, if you like this, then you might like section on each page, just to encourage people to look at different brands and try new things. Okay, and and how do you decide which which brands uh, you're gonna add to your list? Well, initially I started with brands that I I already knew and was drinking myself, um, so I knew knew the owners, I knew the comp companies. Um, Postcard Teas was quite a coup for me to get because. They're very exclusive, and they have a little shop in Mayfair, and he only sells from that shop. They don't sell anywhere else except from their shop, and they're online. And a lot of a lot of the other brands do the same thing. So I, I look for individual brands. Sometimes they approach me. Sometimes I approach them. People who've got unique teas. Um, 
I do make sure that we don't have crossover. So even though we'll have the same tea, the same kind of tea, for example, Earl Grey, it will never be the same blend because I look at where the teas come from and make sure that two different brands aren't buying from the same supplier or from the same farm so that you make sure that you're getting a different tea from each company. Yeah, I think it's like when you go to, uh, I don't know, so, so, some stores, there are many stores, but the products are are the same, are the same but like different brands, but you already know the brands. Yeah. I, I so, so sometimes it makes no sense to make up a new brand if, if the other ones are strong enough already, right? Exactly. And that's also what I thought. I thought there's no point starting up another small brand. Why not do something else and, and join together the other brands? And when I spoke to the, these other brands, the, the initial brands that I signed up, so um, tea stu tea, uh, sorry, Postcard Teas, Canton Tea Company, um, and Adagio Teas, when I spoke to them, and, and they were all really keen to get involved because as Postcard Teas said to me, he said, well, there's, in the tea community, retailers that sell teas, you can sometimes find teas where you have the same thing coming from a certain estate, say in India or China, and it's been sold by two different companies at two different prices and targeted at two different markets. And what he saw was that what I'm doing can potentially help to level the tea market a little bit. And rather than bringing brands into competition with each other, it's, it's all helping each other. It's, it's all building them as well. Mm, yeah. it's, it's exposure and it's, it's introducing people to new, new products. And how has the store done until now? It's okay. It's been going going fairly steadily. Um, I'm kind of because I, I run run the store and I, I do various other things as well. So <laughs> it's a challenge to fit everything in. Um, but I'm at the stage now where I'm looking to develop and do new things. Um, I've got a couple of brands on on the burner, as it were, waiting to come on board. Um, we're looking at we're going to go mobile. So there'll be a mobile version of the site in January to make shopping on smartphones and tablets, so iPhone, iPad, Android, that kind of thing, to make that easier for people. Um, there's an app in the pipeline, so we'll have a very, very fun app, which will actually be great to talk to you about when we launch it, because um, we're going to be doing some great things with it. So it'll become a, for any tea fanatic, I suppose, it'll be an indispensable part of brewing, because you'll be able to, rather than buy on the app, what we're going to do is make it so that you can look up any tea, initially, of course, the ones that I'm selling, but in a broader sense as well. So you can look up Silver Tip and you'll get information about the tea, information about where it's grown, when it's my particular product. Um, but you'll also get instructions for brewing and built into it, you'll have a little function so that you can, you can time it straight from the app rather than having to find a timer. So it's great when you're out and about or when you go to a restaurant or something like that. So that will be launching soon. Okay, then, then maybe I'll do a review of it when, once it's done. That would be excellent. Okay, I'm going to go in, inside your page. And by the way, the address is wta-emporium.co.uk. Talk to me about the Yame Green. Yame Green. That's um, by Postcard Teas. It's a really delicious tea. Um, oh, gosh, now I have to remember where that one comes from, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Um, postcard from from Yemen. <laughs> yeah, postcard teas. Let me tell you a little bit about them. They've been going okay. uh, 
he's been going to that shop for, I think, about 13 years now. It's based in Mayfair, and he buys his teas. He travels to Japan and individually buys them from estates. Most of the teas are organic, and at the very least, you know, he looks for estates or tea farms that are small, independent, that use, where possible, natural fertilizers, and more and more he's going towards the organic and completely chemical-free teas, which is great. Um, okay. So Mr. Ohashi, his estate is, postcard teas, they have various things from his estate, um, and as we see there, it's been grown, sorry, I'm looking this up because I, I can't remember all of my teas off by heart. I have 160 <laughs> teas at the moment, so remembering all the details. But yeah, so Yame Green, it's been grown on trees that have been pesticide-free for over 40 years. It's got a really lovely flavor. The, the needles on the dry leaf, they're lovely and long and thin. Um, and it, it has less of the, the classic Japanese umami taste than other senchas which I like, and I, when I'm choosing, one of the things I look for is teas that will appeal to both the, the connoisseur of tea as well as someone who's, who's newer to it. So I find with the, with the Japanese sencha that um, sometimes people struggle with the stringency. So I've selected this one because it's, it's got a little bit less of that umami taste and makes it just a little bit smoother and a bit easier to, for people to drink if they, if they knew um, sencha or green tea. But on the other hand, as well, as someone who loves green tea, it's, it's a really lovely, lovely censure, and it's just got a beautiful balance. And as you drink it, the taste gradually develops, so it's really beautiful. Yeah, and, and the teas from Yame, they're famous in Japan. Yeah. They, they make really good teas. Yeah, it's really good. So you, you're saying that in the UK, do they have like a special preference for, for some flavors? Um, no, I wouldn't say a special preference. What I'd say is more that I find people's tastes are different. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody's taste is different. But I find with a lot of people who aren't used to drinking sencha or fine teas at all, because one of my things is not to just focus on existing tea enthusiasts like yourself and, my, and me, but also to encourage people to try these beautiful teas because there's no reason why they shouldn't be drinking them. And one of the problems we have here, I think, is that a lot of people are, they've had unpleasant experiences with badly brewed tea. Because we, we have a, a bit of a, the UK has got a bit of a tea bag culture and everybody likes their cup of strong tea with milk. But it's trying to educate people that there's, there's more to tea than that. And by doing, and in doing that, getting them to try these new teas and support the tea industry. Um, and so one of the things I look at is the taste of a tea. And when I taste teas for the website, every, every single tea on there I have tasted personally and selected. And when I taste them, I look for, I taste them in the way that somebody would brew them rather than in a professional tea tasting manner, because I think it's important that I know how my customers are going to enjoy it. So I want to be able to speak to them or write it on the website in a way that is going to let them connect with it as they would make it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So I, I, I always thought that the the way the the tea the professional tea tasting works is like so far away from how you actually brew it. Exactly. 
And while that's, you know, I understand why they do it and it makes sense, but what I thought was that's not how people are going to drink their tea. They need to know. I need to be able to tell them that what it tastes like when you make it the regular way that you make it at home because that's how they're going to drink it. Uh, t- tell me about the the Japanese tea sampler pack. It looks interesting. Yes, what I'd... This was another idea with the website that I had when I conceived the entire entire concept was to offer sampler packs. Now, the Japanese sampler pack is designed to do two things. It's for people who are interested in Japanese teas. It lets you try a range of sencha that, that we offer. And for people that are new to Japanese teas, it lets you... It's a good way to introduce you to it. Um, the, the sampler pack... What it does is it lets a customer explore our range of teas because I realize one of the things of being online is you can't actually touch the leaf, you can't smell it, you can't try a, you know, try a small cup as you would if you were in a shop. So instead, by offering the sampler pack, it's a, it's a risk-free way for a customer to try several teas in the range without having to commit to buying larger 50, 100-gram packets of any of the teas. They can try a small small sample the pack comes in a presentation tin and inside there you have the samples which are normally about 10 grams and then you have a little write-up for each tea which details where it comes from what the tea supplier says about it any notes that i've made also how to brew it and then it gives you a little space to make your own notes so the idea is that you kind of have a a mini tasting session at home and you you try the different teas decide which one you you like or which ones you would like to drink more so in the censure pack for example you might try try it and you decide okay well i like those too so then you can go to the website and you can order a larger size pack of that in the knowledge that you know you're going to enjoy it because of course some teas are not they're not cheap yeah <laughs> and you and i like i like the the it comes like in this metal yeah. um, it's in a metal presentation tin uh, yeah which is recyclable, so we're not doing, you know, we're trying to be friendly to the environment there. Um, and it's, it's a nice tin that you can keep your samples in, keep packets of tea in later on if you want to, um, and it, it's an easy postage size as well. Rather than coming in a big box, you get a nice little package with your sample of tea in, which you'll receive soon. So we also do, as, as well as the, the, the Sencha sampler, we do um, one of the brands... That, Tea Studio that signed up earlier this year, they do a fantastic range of sencha um, and, well, Japanese teas in general. They have a delicious matcha genmaicha, which is really, really gorgeous. And so I, I made, when I launched their brand on the website, I made a special pack at that time of their Japanese green teas as an introduction to that brand. Um, and I'll be de- developing that with other brands as well. So we'll have a, you know, a postcard teas, rare teas pack um the packs also cover things like your you know your, your your blends um so you can try several teas in the same category and select your favorite if that's what you want mm. so they have a dual function and what, what have you found uh regarding the types of tea which ones sell the best in your store it's it's interesting that there's a mixture I, Herbals do well. <laughs> um, herbal teas, herbal teas do well. I think a lot of people buy them because they 
when they you know when they're not sure about tea that they like to go for a herbal because they feel safe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I've done very well with um, with Japanese teas. We had um, the Hijiri Sencha, which is another postcard tea. That one we sold out of, um, and I think I have about two packets left. Um, there's very little of that available. Um, so we've got the Yame Green as a replacement. Um, the Matcha Genmaicha has been very popular again as well. And that one we've, we've done several reorders on. It's been really enjoyed, that one. Um, and then I, I find, yeah, the green teas, then white teas I always find do, do very well as well. Um, oh, really? Particularly if I do a tea tasting. People always seem to like a white tea. So t tell me, how do you do your tea tastings? Um, what I do at the moment, I'm working with an astrologer, and we do a, a joint evening of tea and astrology. So it's just a way of making making it a less formal formal occasion than pure tea tasting. Um, and so we, we he talks a little bit about the astrology side of things that he does, and then we intersperse it with different teas, not themed on the on on. Not anything. It's, it's just too wacky that but um, <laughs> but what it is nice is it just gives people a, it's a it's an evening where they can learn about tea in a kind of a relaxed way and try different teas have an opportunity to shop and just take it as a little bit more less formal and less dedicated just to make it light-hearted and fun um, I've also done it a couple of private tea tastings with people just very small groups um, where we we try a range of teas. So, for example, the, you know the tea spectrum from black through yellow through green, oolong, white, etc. And that's something that I'm looking at developing into kind of a, a, a course series of tea tastings. So the idea being that you could do, for example, a, a six-week tea tasting course, and each week would be a different category, which is mm. something that I'm going to be working on in the next year. So that, that's what the Taylor Tea Tasting is, the, the, the one that you say in your, I think, in your About page? Yeah. So that's the kind of the tailored to the tastes of what people want. Um, but then I can also do a, an overview tea tasting, which so where you've got, I mentioned, the six-week course. There would also, running along next to that, is the option to do a individual tasting with a small group of people where you look at, you try one tea from each category as a way to introduce people to the wider world of tea. And when, when someone's a beginner, what, what's the tea that it's harder for them to like? Um, gyokuro, sometimes people say it tastes too weird. Like, yeah. Does that happen to you? Um, yes, I find that there's some things that people struggle to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things that I do when I do the tea tastings is I try to gear them towards a more generalized audience, if that makes sense. Um, and so I choose, for example, when I choose a green tea to do it a tea tasting, I choose something that I know is going to have appeal. So, for example, matcha, again, matcha. I find yeah. it always works very well at a tea tasting because it has that beautiful green color, so it's immediately different and unusual, which people like. But then it's soft enough that they can understand it easily. So what I'm trying to do with the tea tastings is to introduce people to new categories of tea that they would otherwise not explore. 
um, and get them to, from that, develop themselves and try try other teas. And I also see that you sell teaware, and, and most of it is made of glass. Why do you prefer glass? Um, it's not that I prefer glass, it's just that I haven't had a chance to develop the range of teaware yet. <laughs> so there, there will be cera ceramics. Um, the glass is just... I've, I think it's... I mean, I like glass teaware, because I think it's great that people can see the color of the tea. Yeah. And especially things like you know glass teapot, it it gives a great way for people to watch the tea being brewed. It makes a little bit of theatre on the table. Um, it's also affordable, and um, it's you know it it's it doesn't break. Well, it does break. Obviously, glass breaks, but it's it's very strong glass. And one of the things I look for in the teaware is things that will make the brewing process easier. So you'll see on the in the teaware, I have a thing called Ingenuity, which is by Adagio Teas in the US. And this is a wonderful contraption, which it's like the cafetiere, but for tea. And it gives plenty of space for the leaves to move around. So it, it's, it's like a big transparent mug with a filter in the bottom. And you put your leaves in, you put your hot, hot water in, you let it steep. And when you're ready to, to decant the tea, you can decant it into a teapot if you want you know, having a tea party and want it to look nice, or straight into your cup, and you simply just stand it on top, the pressure opens the valve and the tea drains in. So you're giving the, the leaves maximum amount of space, which I think is very important. Um, I will be extending the range of teaware that we offer. It's just a matter of time. Okay. You also have uh, teas from different, like I never would have thought, you have teas from Egypt, from Malawi. Yeah. Uh, are you trying to have like a lot of countries from from your origins? Um, that more happened by accident, <laughs> <laughs> because the, for example, the Egyptian tea is that is the chamomile and the peppermint is from Egypt because of, there's a there is a big market as I was saying earlier for for the herbal teas, and the the brands that I work with, they all source very carefully to find the best the best teas out there that they sell. So I'm kind of I see it as they've already filtered through all these these different teas and then I can filter through what they offer and make a selection from their range which lets you have this this wide range. But one of the things I did when I designed the website was to have all of the countries because I think it's important that people know where the tea comes from. There's also a general trend that people like to know where something comes from and where it's being grown where it's made and it just adds something different to it and then you can it also lets people understand why a tea is is special or more interesting the egyptian peppermint it's not just peppermint it's it's come from egypt from the nile valley it just makes it a little bit more unique mm. I'm, i'm also seeing that you have one from italy about uh, olive leaves yes the olive leaf But is fantastic <laughs> yeah i've never first time i see that it's very unusual um it's 100 organic um they pick the leaves and they dry them in an oven and roll them so similar very similar process to making a tea itself um it has a very light light flavor but it's got a lovely taste to it and it you don't really it doesn't taste like olives But it tastes like a very mild, 
very mild green tea in a way, um, but very, very mild. It has a kind of a yellowy gold color. It's delicious and very healthy as well. It's, it's kind of the herbal equivalent of a green tea in the health benefits that it provides. It, it's packed full of all sorts of antioxidants and things like that, which you don't get in many herbal teas. So I think it's quite unique in that aspect. Yeah, it looks really unique. <laughs> it's very nice. It's, it's definitely worth, worth trying. I, would, I definitely encourage people to try it. Um, I've had some people buy it in Japan. Um, they quite enjoyed it. And you can reuse the leaves again because they, they're quite tough. But it's, it's very good. Definitely something worth trying for people who are looking for a caffeine-free option. And also, you know, at bedtime, a lot of people want something that isn't caffeinated before bed. And the olive tea is perfect for that. Okay, and one last question because time's already running out. Oh yes, we have. Um, we, we, you ship to all all over the world, right? Yes, I ship everywhere. I will send tea anywhere in the world. Obviously, postage costs come into it, but yeah. I am I'm working on looking at how we can reduce those and and make it easier for people to access. But having only been going just under a year it's kind of step by step so focus on the uk first and ship ship abroad when people want it i've shipped to the states japan singapore um europe i've shipped to as well of course so yeah yourself in colombia i've i've shipped <laughs> i've shipped around the world and depending on the volume it's it's not that bad the shipping costs The way I do it, just to make it easier for customers, is I charge a flat rate, because it gets very, very complicated to charge by, you know, work out the, the exact postage for each country. If it's very, very complicated, and postage keeps changing, our postage in the UK changes every April anyway, so hmm. it's very confusing. But we are working on that, and what I would say to anybody listening is that if you are from abroad and you are interested in one of our teas and you have a question about postage drop us an email there's contact section on contact us section on the website you also have facebook and twitter that you can get hold of us by and get hold of us and if you need want me to look into shippage for you or another way of doing it then it's certainly something we can do okay and can you give us the address of your social media accounts yep um twitter is at wte underscore k-y-l-e And Facebook, if you just search for Whittington's Tea Emporium, you'll find it there. On the website, you will also find follow us at the bottom of every page with Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Pinterest, we're Whittington's Tea Emporium on there as well. And as well as pinning all of our teas, we also pin lots of tea-related pictures of beautiful tea, beautiful tea estates, farms, tea-related things, party ideas, teaware, ceramics and so forth. So if you'd like Pinterest, go there. There's some beautiful pictures. Oh, well, okay, okay. Um, it was very nice talking to you. And it, your products seem very interesting, and I'm going to review some of your teas in the future. Yes, there's a package on its, on, in the post on its way to you. Okay. So. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was fantastic. Thanks for calling. Okay, goodbye. Bye. We reached the end of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget that you can find the show notes in my blog, in case you're listening from iTunes. 
The address is www.myjapanesegreentea.com slash episode 11. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to My Japanese Green Tea Podcast at www.myjapanesegreentea.com. Thank you.